blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Your hosts, Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no holds bar trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, Adam Spees. I'm your co host, John Spees. And today we are continuing the round of 16 in our 2022 patron tournament. In one corner, he's a man so majestic, he has galloped his way into all of our hearts. Like a Clydesdale, he's powerful yet magnificent. It's Eric the Steed Eed. What's up, Eric? <laughs> Thanks for that. I think you used that before, but I'll take it. It's better, I think, than what you probably did you know, before that. When you find something like that that's just gold, you know, take it to the bank. Uh, so um, I have a lot of pressure on me today because I know if Josh wins his game and I win this one, then I get to go against Josh from my said Benchwarmers podcast. So... I'm going to try not to let that get in my way. A lot of pressure. You're a sports guy and, uh, well, you're on a sports trivia, but you know a lot of other stuff as well. Uh, but those like sports analogies are you're never supposed to look at the game, the next game. You have to look at the game right now because in the other corner, like a fine wine, she has wrecked trivia players over time. And that Eric Equine might soon whine because she will shoot him down with a carbine. It's not so sweet. Caroline Bronstein. Hey, Caroline, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me back. <laughs> Please uh, remind everybody a little bit about yourself. I live in Northern Virginia in the D.C. area, and I work for the U.S. Navy. Okay, so you have uh, uh, some knowledge of working with carbines, I think. Yeah, yeah. So enough. <laughs> enough. All right. All right, everybody. Let's learn some rules. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. Now that we know the rules of our little game, I want to get to know Eric and Caroline just a little bit better. Uh, And recently I was thinking about that game MASH, you know, you guys remember doing MASH when you were kids. Um, And one of the things you always had to pick was your favorite car. What car did you want to end up with? And so I want you to guys tell me, what is your favorite car of all time? Oh, wow. I have two answers. Does that that count? Just pick one of them. I can't. (laughs) Um... I'll go for my realistic one because I don't think I'll ever have the other one. So I'm ready to go. Um, actually, I had I just recently purchased a Ford Bronco like a year ago, and I did not like it at all. Was it was so, it a white Ford Bronco? No, and I, and that was the other thing. As soon as I bought it, everyone started making those analogies. I'm just like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have got this. <laughs> anyway, 
And then I just, you know, the time we're in right now, it's kind of crazy as far as vehicles like wait lists and things like that. So I went to go see what my trade in value was on my car and it was way more than I owed already. And it was only a year later. So what I did is I flipped that into my dream car that I, you know, and when I say dream car, it's kind of realistic. I always wanted a Jeep Wrangler. So I actually recently got my dream non-sports car, which was a Jeep Wrangler. And now I get to put like plastic ducks on people's cars. I got to like wave at people as I drive down the street. Like it's it's cool. So that's been my dream car for a while. Jeep culture is a total thing, right? Like Jeep people, when you pass them, like they have to wave at each other. Yes. Yeah. It's weird. Like I had, I bought fifty rubber ducks. They're in the back of my Jeep right now, and I you put them on other Jeeps as you see them in like parking lots and stuff. So I'm like, I didn't know any about that. So I'm like, this is this is cool. Y'all are weird. How about Caroline? Um, I'm just gonna go with like a a classic like red Corvette. Corvette, okay. Little red Corvette and a Prince song, which I always respect. A Jeep Wrangler, kind of rugged outdoorsy, or the convertible sports car i like both but if i had to play the game mash and i wanted to pick like a fun car it wasn't going to be i never was going to pick a wrangler like you should you should have gone with the sports car uh uh, angle you would have had a chance there it would have been a corvette but that's oh that that. (laughs) (laughs) right i mean i'm surprised y'all if you want to go you would have gone like austin uh aston martin or lamborghini like this is go all out no, you'll just you like you guys like American, and I I, I can respect that. I can respect that. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go with the uh, Speedster Corvette route, uh, which means Caroline, you get to go first. All right, uh, let's start with news and politics. And we are starting off in the '60s. Okay. On August 27th, 1967. What man died at the age of 32 from an overdose of barbiturates? The famous music producer contributed to countless hits, and his death likely led to the band that he's most associated with breaking up just a few years later. A memorial service was held at the New London Synagogue in October of that year. Can you repeat the question? I can. It is wordy. On August 27th, 1967, what man died at the age of 32 from an overdose of barbiturates? The famous music producer contributed to countless hits, and his death likely led to the band he's most associated with breaking up just a few years later. A memorial service was held at the New London Synagogue in October of that year. All right, I don't think this person died in 1967, but I'm just going to guess Phil Spector. Phil Spector is incorrect. Eric, can you steal? Uh, I think is. I think it's the guy from the Beatles. Um, I want to say Brian Epstein. I might be wrong on that last name. Brian Epstein or properly pronounced Brian Epstein is correct. Epstein. I'll give you that one. All right. Gets the steal. Eric, which category would you like? Toys and games, please. And your decade is the 2000s. Okay. In 2004, the Nintendo DS was released. It introduced a distinctive new feature to handheld gaming, two LCD displays working in tandem to play the games. As of 2016, over 154 million units have been sold, making it the best-selling handheld game console of all time, and second best in total only behind the PS2. What did the DS in the console's name stand for? I'm just going to have to say this. uh, It's going to kill me if it's wrong. Dual screen. Dual screen 
is correct. Good job. All right, Caroline, we're back at you. All right, let's do TV. We're going back to the 60s. Okay. The Munsters ran from 1964 to 66 and depicted the home life of a family of monsters. There was Herman, the Frankenstein's monster type, vampires, Lily and Grandpa, werewolf Eddie, and what niece character who was an attractive normal person to us, but the ugly duck, uh, but the ugly duckling of the Munster family. Can you repeat the question? Of course. The Munsters ran from 64 to 66 and depicted the home life of a family of monsters. There was Herman, the Frankenstein's monster type, vampires Lily and Grandpa, werewolf Eddie, and what niece character who was an attractive normal person to us, but the ugly duckling of the Munster family? I think I'm going to have to pass. All right. Passing. Uh, Eric, do you know this character? It never made sense as a kid. watching this as a kid. It just never made sense. I didn't get it. I never really got the show. There's a lot of stuff that you watch as an adult now. It makes more sense. Um, but I'm pretty sure her name was Marilyn. Marilyn Munster is correct. All right. And uh, getting another steal. Eric, we are back to you. Um, movies, please. Okay. <laughs> We're staying in the 60s. Wow. All right, we got a question from Chris Hossey. Thank you, Chris. Name either one of the two actresses who tied for the Best Actress Award at the 1969 Academy Awards. <laughs> no idea. Um, 69. Giggity. Meryl <laughs> <laughs> uh... Streep, no clue. Meryl Streep is incorrect. Caroline, can you steal? All right. I have a face that I'm thinking of. I'm trying to think of her name. All right. The name's not coming to me. I'm just going to guess Hepburn. Barbara Streisand was one of them. And Catherine Hepburn was the other. <laughs> so good Paul, that was a good time. You kind of had uh, two options in that time between her and Audrey. Okay. Getting some points and uh, taking the steal. And now we're back to Caroline, I believe. Um, Let's go with slang. Okay. And your decade is the 2000s. Okay. What portmanteau popular in the 2000s referred to the intuitive ability of a person to assess another's sexual orientation. Gaydar? Gaydar is correct. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eric, we're back at you. And left we have music, fashion, sports, literature, and food. Uh, music, please. Okay. I've been trying to roll these dice all different ways. It's back to the 60s. Wow, back to the 60s. And we're taking a trip to the throwback lounge. Eric, I need you to name the artist of this 1960 Billboard number one hit. My daddy is sleeping and mama ain't around. Yeah, daddy's just sleeping and mama ain't around. We're gonna twist, a twist, a twist in till we tear the house down. Hey! Is that, just, is that the twist? 
is that the artist? Oh, the artist. Oh, crap. Oh, jeez. Uh, who the hell did that song? Uh, is it Chubby Checker? Chubby Checker did do the twist. And this was the twist that I was singing. Good job. Good job. That hurt. All right, Caroline, what would you like? Um, let's go with food. Food is good. <laughs> oh, thank God. Uh, it's the 80s. Okay. What was the name of the bull terrier used extensively in marketing for Bud Light in the late 80s? This super party animal was often shown as the object of female affection and the epitome of one hot potato. Spuds McKenzie? Spuds McKenzie is correct. Good job. Good pull. All right, Eric, we're back at you. We have left just fashion and sports and literature. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, let's do literature, please. Mm-hmm. It's coming at you. And your decade is the 2000s. Okay. February 13th, 2000 was the final publication of what comic strip's original run? It ended due to the creator's death. With 17,897 strips published in all, starting in 1950, it is arguably the longest story ever told by one human. Is that the Peanuts? That is Peanuts. Correct. All right. All right, Caroline, what would you like between sports and fashion? Mm. I don't know if I want to give Eric sports. Mm, I'll go with sports and we'll see how it goes. Okay. We're staying in the 2000s. All right. Born Ivan Rodriguez Torres in Puerto Rico. This portly player was a catcher for the 2003 World Series winning Florida Marlins. In 2009, he set a record for most games played by a catcher. And in 2017, he was elected to the Hall of Fame. What nickname did he go by? Can you repeat the question? Of course. Born Ivan Rodriguez Torres in Puerto Rico, this portly player was a catcher for the 2003 World Series winning Florida Marlins. In 2009, he set a record for the most games played by a catcher, and in 2017, he was elected to the Hall of Fame. What nickname did he go by? Um, let's just go with Irod. Irod is incorrect. Uh, Eric, can you steal? I like it, but um, <laughs> uh, it's Pudge. Pudge. Pudge Rodriguez is what he went by. That is correct. All right. Uh, fashion is what we have got left on the table. It's staying in the 2000s. Wow. Okay. Name this brand of thin rubber bracelets that was formed into different shapes like animals, objects, numbers, or letters. Though they reached peak popularity in the early 2010s, they were created in 2002 by a Japanese design team. Only thing that comes to mind, there was these stupid things called silly bands, so that's what I'm going to go with. Those stupid things called silly bands is correct. Oh, <laughs> All right, and that is the end of round one. John, could you give us the score update? 
All right, Eric's got a little bit of a lead, but anything can happen in round two. He has 70 and Caroline has 30. That is correct. So far, all answers have, or all questions have been answered. And Caroline, as you were uh, going first in round one, that means, Eric, you get a pick for Caroline to start off round two. Um, Let's give her sports, please. Okay. And your decade is the 90s. In 1994, this guy rumbled his way through 10 rounds in Las Vegas to become the oldest ever heavyweight boxing champ of the world. Let's go with Ali. Ali is incorrect. Eric, can you steal? Uh, yeah, I believe he beat Michael Moore, and it's George Foreman. It is George Foreman. Actually, the guy who uh, fought Ali in Rumble in the Jungle, I believe, way back in the day, the hint that the Rumble was for. It is George Foreman, and that was a question from Simon Hood. Thank you very much, Simon. All right, getting the steal. Now, Caroline, you get to pick the category for Eric. Uh, let's go with fashion. Okay. And your decade is the 80s. Okay. Released in 1989, name this shoe that was the first to have an internal inflation mechanism that regulated a unique fitting cushion in the lower and upper tongue to provide locking around the ankle. Another question from Simon Hood. I, I hope this is it. Um, I actually have a pair of these. They've been coming back out recently. Uh, it's the Reebok Pump. Reebok Pump is correct. Caroline, or no, Eric, we're back to you to pick for Caroline. Um, news and politics. Okay. And we have our first 70s question. All right. And a question from Vernon Heggie. Thank you, Vernon. Opening in 1975, what musical was based on the trials of murderesses Beulah An Annan and Belva Gartner? It is the second long longest running show to ever run on Broadway. Sorry. Kind of, I can re-say that one if you want. Yeah, can you re-say it? Yep. Opening in 1979, what musical was based on the trials of murderesses Beulah Annan and Belva Gartner? It is the second longest running show ever to run on Broadway. Chicago? Chicago is correct. All right. I like how both of your news and politics questions have been music-based. <laughs> yeah, well. All right, Caroline, you are picking for Eric. Uh, movies. Okay. And your decade is the 80s. Question from Jackie LaFave. Thank you, Jackie. What 1986 film involves a character who has grown rich despite never having a college education? He pays a visit to his son who has recently begun life as a college undergrad. Despite his son giving him no respect, he decides to enroll so they can experience higher education together. Oh, geez. Is that back to, back to school? I think it's back to school. Let's go with that. Back to school is correct. Rodney Dangerfield, no respect. I can't do a Rodney Dangerfield impression. I'm sorry. That was terrible. All right. Eric, you are picking for Caroline. Uh, let's give her slang. Okay. And your decade is the 90s. All right. Another portmanteau coming at you. What portmanteau? 
for a stylish urbanite was coined by Mark Simpson in a 1994 essay. It's not just for looking attractive on the subway. Did you say what year it was coined? Uh, 1994. And this is another question from Simon Hood. Thank you again, Simon, for all the questions you sent in. Uh, I don't know. Fashionista? Fashionista is incorrect. Eric, can you steal? I'm going to need you to read that again. (laughs) What portmanteau for a stylish urbanite was coined by Mark Simpson in in a 1994 essay? It's not just for looking attractive on the subway. Is that a... Just metrosexual? Metrosexual is correct. Simon's from New Zealand and called the Metro. All right, getting a steal, and we are back to you, or Caroline, we, you are picking for Eric. So left we have music, TV, toys and games, literature, and food. Uh, let's go with literature. Okay. And your decade is the 70s. Name this American children's novel written by Natalie Babbitt in 1975. It has fantasy, adventure, young romance, and deals with immortality. It has sold over 5 million copies and had two film adaptations, one in 1981 and one in 2002. Only way to get this is think of a movie from 2002 about a book. Uh, I have no idea. I'm going to pass. All right. Caroline, can you steal this one? Can you repeat the question? Of course. Name this American children's novel written by Natalie Babbitt in 1975. It has fantasy, adventure, young romance, and deals with immortality. It has sold over 5 million copies and had two film adaptations, one in 1981 and the other in 2002. Um, the Time Traveler's Wife? The Time Traveler's Wife is incorrect and that is the end of our perfect game where everything has been answered that's a shame uh now this is tuck everlasting tuck everlasting all right all right no points awarded um eric you are picking for caroline so we have tv toys and games and food correct and music oh music uh let's give her food please okay and we finally get a 50s question. All right. And a question from Jackie LaFave. Thank you, Jackie. What candy was first sold in 1942 as a drink mix called Fruzola Jr.? The formula was then modified and sold as Lickamade. Then in 1959, the package changed to color-striped straws and was sold under its under this current name. Pixie Sticks? Pixie Sticks is correct. All right. Doing well. Uh, What would you like to give Eric? Music. Okay. And your decade is the 80s. All right. Question from Vernon Heggie. Thank you, Vernon. What artist had number one hits in 1984 and 86? 
But then in 2013, she became the first woman to be the sole winner of the Tony Award for Best Original Score. Women had won the award previously, but always as part of a songwriting team. Who is this artist? Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper is correct. The uh, number ones that she had were Time After Time and True Colors. And the sole winner, which I didn't actually spell it out it uh, uh she you know also for the soul defeat for her uh project kinky boots kinky boots so yep all right well done eric what do you want to give over to caroline tv okay and your decade is the 90s another question from jackie lafave Susan Day is an actress best known for playing Lori Partridge on The Partridge Family, but on what legal drama did she play Deputy DA Grace Van Owen from 1986 to 1992, though the series didn't officially end until 94? And you repeat the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, she played Grace Van Owen from 86 to 92, and the series officially ended in 94. Law and Order? Law and Order is incorrect. Eric, can you steal? I'm pretty sure this is L.A. Law. L.A. Law is correct. All right, and that leaves Toys and Games for Eric. And his decade is the 90s. All right. In this 1992 Parker Brothers children's board game, the goal is to sneak into the kitchen for a snack, trying to not disturb the sleeping father. If awoken, the father figurine would suddenly jerk upright from his bed, often flinging off his nightcap. It's uh, Don't Wake Daddy. That is Don't Wake Daddy. Don't Wake Daddy, I think is the thing. All right, that is the end of round two. John, could you give us our score update? All right. Well, unfortunately, it is a bit of a runaway on this one. Eric has ended the second round with 140, and Caroline only had 50. Yep, but we know Eric likes to go for big scores because uh, did you listen to the Nick Groves and uh, Will Dennison episode? Because he stole your uh, your highest score. You used to have the highest score I, in, in Throwback Trivia. Yep. I heard. And he now has the highest with 269. With 140, you absolutely can take back your mantle as top player. Think about that, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, well, well, we're going to have to figure out uh, what categories and decades are going into our final round, and maybe Eric will be going for glory. All right. Um, Eric, as you're in the lead, what category do you want to go into the final round? Sports. Sports. And the decade will be the 80s. Okay. And Caroline, what do you want to join in for this final round? News and politics. Okay. And that will be the 2000s. All right. So we need the two of you to write down your wagers based on 2000s politics and news and 80s sports. Oh, yeah. Potential for 280. That's going to be hard to beat ever. I don't know if anybody will ever end up beating 280, but someone someone definitely beat your last record for sure. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just talking to myself. Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. I'm ready. All right. I'm ready. 
Okay. The first question is going to be in 80s sports. What international sports competition was created by Ted Turner in reaction to the political troubles surrounding the Olympic Games? Their first competition was held in Moscow in 1986. It was held uh, it was held every four years until it got canceled in 2001. It was kind of like a secondhand store version of the Olympics. And our 2000s news and politics. We have a question from Vernon Heggie. Thank you, Vernon. For a week in 2001, New Zealand renamed its capital to Middle Earth. Road signs were altered, and they pushed airlines to tell arriving passengers that they were landing in Middle Earth. When not named after J.R.R. Tolkien's fantasy world, what is the name of this city? While our contestants are thinking about their answers, I am going to remind everybody just to go to bfopnetwork.com, bfopnetwork.com to find some awesome nostalgic podcasts. You're going to find stuff about comic books, about TV shows, uh, crazy movies, uh, action movies specifically, a whole bunch of different topics, all kind of based around your love of nostalgia. So go to beefopnetwork.com. Do either of you need a question re-read? The second one. Sure. Please. For a week in 2001, New Zealand renamed its capital to Middle Earth. Road signs were altered, and they pushed airlines to tell arriving passengers that they were landing in Middle-earth. When not named after J.R.R. Tolkien's fantasy world, what is the name of this city? All right, I can lock in. Okay. Yep, I'm Gardy. All right. Caroline, as you were behind, what are your answers to our 80s sports and 2000s news and politics questions? All right, for 80s sports, I said the Goodwill Games. And for the news and politics, I said Auckland. Okay. And Eric, what were your answers? I said the Goodwill Games and Wellington. All right. For the correct answers, the international sports competition created by Ted Turner was the Goodwill Games. And the New Zealand capital, when not named after Middle Earth, is Wellington. So Caroline getting only one of the questions right, but Eric E. getting both. Uh, so Caroline, first let's start off with uh, what was your uh, wager? Uh, I wagered zero. Okay. And Eric, did you go, go for glory? So Dan Lundberg told me, he actually insulted me a little bit because he had a chance to beat my record and he chose not to. And I, I kind of said something to him. And he said he doesn't chase records. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, oh, well, I do. So I bet 140. <laughs> yeah, wow, there's a big old 140 written down. You did go for glory. And now the mantle. <laughs> well, John, let us know the math. Uh, with a final score of 280 to 50, Eric Ede is the winner. Yes, congrats, Eric. Uh, well fought game. The once uh, and again highest score in throwback trivia takedown history. Thank you. That's, yeah. I, I've had a wicked headache. I don't know. Yeah, it just everything fell right. Yeah, it does happen that way. Uh, Nick Groves. If you're listening, that means you no longer are on the top spot. Uh, and so are you? can you take it back? Will you take it back? We will find that out. Uh, Eric, you'll be joining us later in our 
quarterfinals, the quarterfinals, if you will, while you'll be taking on fellow benchwarmer Josh Bomback. It's going to be a uh, fun battle. Excited to see that one. And Caroline, unfortunately, this is the end of your run in this year's patron tournament. You are a fantastic contestant. Questions just tended to go Eric's way today, but um, anything you would like to leave us with? Um, well, great job, Eric. Congratulations. Um, Thank you. No, I, I, <laughs> honestly, I, I felt bad because like, you could tell the questions just weren't going your way. So I just, yeah. That's okay. Um, I guess the only thing I'll leave everybody with is a uh, please vote. Midterms are coming up. It's important. So, you know, educate yourself and get out and vote. Please. Yes, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. All right, everybody. For John, I'm Adam, and this was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast, or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head-to-head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. I'm John, and I'm the host of Action Action. Every week, I'm joined by James. hey And Dustin. Hello. And each week, we review, debate, and rank a different action movie. We're creating the ultimate list of action movies. From awful to awesome. So if you want to hear three more white guys with beards talk about action movies. And argue about where they belong on our list. And decide you hate us because we've made fun of your favorite movie. Join us every Tuesday, and you can find us on your favorite podcatcher. And Steven Seagal is a joke.